Hello and welcome to the Untuned Podcast, a show about learning how to excel in a data and digital driven world. Now, here is your host, Gaurav Kumar. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Untuned Podcast. This is your host, Gaurav. My today's guest is someone really special and extraordinary. Let me proudly introduce modern monk Anshul Bafna to you. Anshul is a renowned spiritual coach, business psychologist and a mystic. A professionally qualified business psychologist from University of Westminster, a chartered marketer, a master's in communication and entrepreneurship. Anshul is also a TEDx speaker and has received multiple prestigious awards such as India Icon, Power Women Award and WEFT Leadership Award for her work in helping corporate and individuals on spirituality and soul awakening, emotional intelligence and leadership. Anshul is also the founder of Searchlight, the Soul School that offers a range of development programs for individuals and corporate. So let's welcome Maud Monk Anshul. Hi Anshul. Hello and very warm welcome to the Untuned Podcast. How is that you are doing today? Namaskar Gauraji. I'm very, very well. Thank you. Thank you for having me on board. I'm also looking forward for this nice and intriguing conversation with you. Thank you so much. And thanks once again for your time. So listen, um, I wanted to start um, a little bit uh, with your journey so far. And also because I know you for a long time. I just have uh, been very intrigued about understanding, you know, how this journey has been, why is spirituality, why is that, you know, whatever you're doing today makes, you know, a lot of sense to you, why is that it matters to you, and why is that you are doing today, and how is it like practicing, preaching, teaching, and learning about spirituality, what does that really mean? You've asked so many questions in one go, Gauravji, I will answer you one by one. Um, Spirituality per se has a lot to do with uh, the way I am and uh, uh, you know just the way uh, I have been and that's my innate nature. Um, So it has been with me for a good 25-26 odd years until now and uh, the journey started when I was about 11 and uh, I think spirituality per se is a very abused, misused, uh, overused kind of a word without people really understanding the real essence of it and uh, many say that it's all about you know praying and um, just understanding God but I think spirituality in modern day lifestyle is extremely important simply because without that you feel ungrounded um, you don't feel the real essence of being and um, while we are in an everyday life maybe at work or home or even in our personal relationships uh, the need of it is such that it helps you um, really understand your relationships really understand who you are how you work what your productivity is so there are a lot of aspects to um, spirituality and today's modern day life Um, I'm not sure if I'm really touching base on what you are uh, what your questions were so please do let me know if um, I'm able to reach out to you in that way no, that's that's absolutely fine. And you know, uh, you touched upon a very important point, which is uh, the modern life and uh, practicing and perceiving spirituality. So I have always been very, very surprised in uh, you know with this term called mod monk, right? <laughs> so my understanding <laughs> is to simplify this, uh, to simplify this for my sake. Uh, you know, I have I you know I simplify this as just saying a modern monk. But what does it really mean? Right? Is this something that you? Correct. Is this something that you point? No, no, it's not something that I coined about in 2015 where I was um, interviewed by a newspaper and there was an interview that had come out in a publication and uh, while they were talking to me, they were, uh, you know, asking me a lot of stuff about uh, the, the modern living, the stressful living about today's, you know, in, in today's world and um, my education is such that, you know, I've lived across the globe and uh, I spent about seven and a half years in London. So, 
and at the same time you know uh, understanding the vedic scriptures uh, teaching the bhagavad gita and teaching modern lifestyle and introducing the monkful bliss in it so i was speaking about that and uh, so the journalist was kind enough to coin the term so you're a modern monk and uh, so so much so that i decided to take up monkhood in 2016 and so i was already being i, I was already in the journey of monkhood and uh, they were kind enough to coin that term and i gracefully accepted it um, because that's what i preach that's what i teach uh, blending monkful bliss in everyday modern life you don't need to be uh, a monk not everybody needs to be a monk like sub, everybody doesn't need to be a sanyasi to really um, gain the uh, the wisdom you yeah. can live in a modern lifestyle see uh, you know i mean i think that when we speak about monkhood people have a very uh, very very prominent very singular kind of an image in, in mind either they wear, wear a white or they wear a okra and uh, you know they leave the house but that is important for monkhood yes and i think all monks do that and monkhood doesn't really mean a for a particular sect or a particular religion it is basically when you completely are becoming detached to uh, the things in life at the same time being connected you're you're leaving what you own behind just to understand that you don't really own anything in the first place and there are of course rituals and there are traditions that we follow but we are, but personally i follow from the vedic scriptures and i, I follow from that perspective uh in terms of people um i think it's difficult for people to really grasp or understand uh when when you say that you're a modern monk cuz we are such people we are su- we have such minds and such biased understanding and it's just not our fault you know it is for generations together we have been trained and conditioned in a way but it's just something that we do not we are not okay with it and it takes time for people to really understand that this is also possible no. so i think that 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 differentiation is is a very very vivid uh, and very what do you say in the face kind of a differentiation but at the same time it's difficult for a lot of people to uh, digest and at the same time it's got like a it's like, it has a flip side um yeah no so i understand that and i think it is also important because there's a lot of clutter and people are going through a lot of things and they're seeking change and there are people who are seeking uh you know a better life and things like that so i'm i'm sure that really helps now coming to uh, uh the stuff that you were talking about you know living in the modern life this is one thing that i have been struggling with uh, uh for a couple of years as my life it started getting busier and busier whether it is my professional life or my personal um you know a, a sort of a needs that i have in terms of a family and kids and all of that is that we are always connected right i mean you talk about the world that we live in uh, from a social media perspective we are always switched on right. how do we live in a always connected switched on life or world uh, wherein we are still maintaining that balance of sanity uh garoji when you're saying that you know there are two aspects to what you're saying first things first is uh when we uh, this coin the, the term that is coined so often is about work life balance and that's also something that you're touching upon you know so you, how do you balance the two things off but i truly believe that uh, work life balance is really a concept which is uh, probably a little made up because there is no such kind of a balance the balance is already existing you really cannot create it Yeah. and uh, it is naturally there it is only when you are able to completely be in the moment while you're doing what you are doing um and then of course for example when you're working you're completely uh, involved in the working aspect and then when you are in, with your family or your friends or having your own personal time you're completely engrossed in that so uh, you don't really live aw- away from the moment you are in and when that happens uh, you you completely are in in the present moment and the the balance that you're talking about uh, creating and maintaining you will notice that it's already and always there you just really need to be in the balance 
that balance is naturally created um and also when we speak about how we can the second part of what you were saying uh how you can really create a, a spirituality a ba- as a base or how can you keep calm and how can you you know introduce spiritual aspects in a modern day life um there are techniques of doing it there is of course study involved uh study per se not just the scriptures or not just um the books that we read uh, in terms of uh, you know different spiritual aspects or techniques but study about yourself also about who you really are so if you really want to attain the calmness and if you really want to attain the peace in the modern day this is completely frantic world we need to um, not just detach from other people but we need to detach from the situation we need to learn how to get away from uh situations things people emotions and look at it from a very third perspective or a third person's point of view and then we see our lives uh, as an you know as an helicopter view and that is where you will the needle of uh you know the needle pointing towards peace and calm will always be um, what do you say it will always be pointing the correct direction as you are not letting anything else affect you on a daily life but like i said you know it is not it's not an overnight journey it's not instant coffee per se you really have to practice every single day little by little like baby steps and you will reach there it it does take hand holding also for many people but uh, to introduce the calm the peacefulness the happiness in an everyday life 24 by 7 uh, being in the state will ha- happen if you practice seeing yourself seeing your life seeing your situations as a third person as as if it is not really affecting you because at the end of the day uh, it doesn't really affect you as a person it is affecting you in a, in a pseudo you because it's just the day you go from the world it's all going to end and you are no more going to be gaurav kumar ji and i'm not no more going to be madhav kanshal and we are going to move on and it's really not going to stick to us so that understanding has to come at some layer of our subconscious mind for us to really getting that peace and calmness rolled inside uh, for it to be permanent uh, within us but yes uh, i think on an everyday basis people can try they can try slowly and uh, uh, taking small steps at one time uh, you know having gratitude gratitude really helps uh, you know bringing calm in your mind and bringing peace in your mind we can find an anchor then the anchor can be spirituality can be religion can be a particular deity can be just yourself can be meditation whatever anchor a person finds and follow it persistently continuously it cannot be done ki apne you know you do it one day and then another day you forget to do it so i think that is the way people can introduce uh, the kind of peace and calm i think you're talking about in an everyday life yeah no that's a great insight and i think uh, you know the first thing that i have noticed over and i've tried i've been trying to practice this is the acceptance of the coexistence that you were talking about and saying that these are not separable yeah. you know there are things that are coexisting and you need to be having a alienated view of looking at things from far which is a great insight um yeah, but on that serious note right uh i've been trying to research around what you do right of course uh just for the sake of interview but but generally as well and uh, uh while I, i was trying to get deeper into understanding the stuff that you do um uh, you know i came across a concept quite often uh which is a uh, past life regression concept now Uh, you know my first question to you is do you believe in past life and 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 do you believe in reincarnation uh and second question is that if you do believe in it uh what are some of the real examples right which uh doesn't which don't sound so bookish but uh i've heard that people practice it and just as one of the concepts that can come as a reality out of this conversation um you know how does how do people practice this what are the areas where it can be applied um So so tell us a little bit more about that. So uh answer to your first question is do you believe in past lives? Yes, I do believe in past lives because we uh 
our spirits at the end of the day and as we change our clothes we change our bodies and we we keep coming back multiple times until uh, we have really gotten ourselves educated about how to get back to the original source it's a journey uh, just like when you you know when you when you join a nursery so if you have like a child or you yourself and you were children we kind of got into nursery then we went to see junior kg and then the senior kg and then we move forward similarly in our lives uh, we enter um, Uh, standards or divisions or uh, classes that uh, let's say for example you know you're in the fifth grade or the eighth grade and you have particular subjects so you have chemistry bio physics etc similarly in our life we've picked up like a couple of subjects so maybe relationship trust self worth uh, can be one major subject a couple of minor or two majors then a couple of minor similarly we pick up couple of subjects in our life we learn we understand those things we either we pass or uh, and the passing happens only when we have been tested and then if we move on then we get up on a new subject a new lifetime every lifetime teaches you so for example let's say uh, i i like to write and you like to write uh, uh, you're a beautiful writer you write beautiful poems where does that come from were you taught that Yeah no I don't believe were so. you thought, uh, there are certain No you were not things. so where so where did that come from did so when we are traveling to multiple cities and countries we pick up souvenirs we pick up aspects of understanding aspects we kind of learn something and then when we change the body however the the learned trait is about the spirit and we've learned it there then the next lifetime we take it forward so maybe in some lifetime you really were a very amazing writer or a, or a poet and you you learned it then but you carried it now you're a painter i paint too where does that come from yeah you know you, there are certain aspects of life that we really like and we do not know why there are certain places that we really feel attracted to and we've never been there before but then there is a connect because we have traveled those lifetimes we have traveled those places before and um, like like a house has a lot of souvenirs from different parts of the world uh, yeah. that we travel to our minds and our spirit has a lot of souvenirs in terms of attitudes behaviors biases likings dislikings towards multiple aspects of life every time it is traveled through a different body well and you will see when you notice these patterns you they, they are very very prominent if you are able to really see them with an open mind per se and if you want an example uh past life regression per se when we do is it's when we break the boundaries of the physical plane and we 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 help the soul travel through mind because at the end of the day mind time and space continuum is very physical for us human beings because we want to understand everything unfortunately our brains our minds are not such that we can grasp everything that is there in the universe but for us to travel what happens in a dream state you travel because you're not in your conscious control of your mind and you tr- and you travel to the most beautiful exotic places that probably have not existed on this earth or you have never seen them not even in pictures and that's what happens when a mind is traveling through regression a mind can travel through regression to a particular place so it can be while you are in the womb or before that to understand where a particular aspect or a, a concern or an issue has started and i practice past life regression in terms of healing and um, there have been many many instances where we have done this regression therapy work and it has helped people completely heal uh, the present issue and com- it completely eliminates for example uh, if i had to tell you i had a person who had a terrible terrible uh, l3 l4 issue in terms of their lower back and uh, we try to figure that out through regression past life regression really trying to understand so the person had probably died in terms of um, uh, he had an accident and had had a broken broken lower back uh, the spinal cord the l3 l4 but also that it, it clearly says that when we leave the body in one in one lifetime we tend to take the memory or the emotion with us when we are leaving okay. so uh, just for me to understand this uh, uh, properly so you were saying that 
there could be physical evidences in the in the present life that could come from the emotions that you experienced or you um, sort of experienced halfway through in your past life. There might not be a real physical. Uh, for example, in the case that you are talking about in terms of the lower back pain, there might not be any physical, uh, you know, sort of a displacement or any sort of physical evidence of an issue. But it's just yeah, there can be emotional. So it's not just physical; it's emotional, mental, spiritual, all the aspects you carry. You cannot carry half. No, you have to carry your entire uh, memory bank in terms of or your experience bank. So it's not just physical. but uh, emotional traumas also have had uh, i've had many experiences with people who've had um, trust issues they've just had broken relationships they just do not know how to kind of heal them and they just do not know how to stand for themselves they can try and they can try and they intellectually understand that i'm trying or i'm i'm wanting to kind of change this or i'm wanting to stand for myself or i'm really you know i have to move on from this but they cannot do it because it's something that holds them back and for that also regressions is a great way to understand where the root cause of this is in terms of emotion and feeling that has to be taken care and when that is taken care the person's attitude and behavior kind of shifts in the current lifetime so um that is also very very important more so emotional than physical issues i have noticed in terms of past life regression therapy wow that's that's really enlightening and you know uh, well i have while i have read through this concept and i have looked at some of the examples but looking at the testimonial right straight from you is 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 really interesting and i think i need to read a little bit more probably practice it some way mm-hmm. uh So with that you know I am I'm not promising anything on this on this podcast but uh <laughs> So I I just wanted to uh move uh, the needle more into the direction of the kind of work that I do on the digital technology side mm-hmm. you know uh, a bunch of our listeners are also very focused on the digital technology side of things and I know that we have been talking about this premise of uh, you know modern monk and, and and spreading the message spreading the message of spirituality in the modern life um what role do you think the technology plays there right because i'm i also know that you are a chartered marketer um you know and you are pretty tech and marketing savvy for that matter so i just wanted to understand that you know for the message that you're trying to take out in the world uh for the scale of that right you know and and extend that reach uh what do you think where the technology is helping and uh you know what role the technology is playing i understand that it's an enabler uh, for most of the things that you do beyond technology uh but do you think mm-hmm. that's a good thing bad thing and uh what's the boundaries uh what is exactly the role of technology in something like this which is uh, absolutely based on certain different principles right so uh tell us a little bit more about that sure so principles of spirituality will never change in respect uh, even if technology comes or if it is not there uh, you know the truth is the truth you really cannot change it uh, but um, what happens with technology is that you can actually use it to uh, learn more with with the grace of technology we are able to read more through libraries through online libraries with the zoom calls these these kind of podcast we are kind of reaching out to much a uh, much a larger audience so yeah. that really helps i think technology per se helps you reach out to many people uh, for example even with me i uh, i'm uh, yes i'm a marketer advertiser work with the media but i'm not very tech savvy in terms of i i mean i don't really enjoy technology per se that i will be on it all the time so i'm not that kind of a person i i i like i li- i'm i still like the smell of the books and the pages and um, i'm still a little probably the 14th century but being from the marketing background and i and i understand technology is is an important aspect of today's modern living world and we cannot be without it yeah. how much ever you try you will you will have to kind of take hand hold with technology and walk forward so what what technology per se can do is we can reach out to more people we can have more discussions and discourses you can use technology for that and for me per se i think um about four and a half years back when um 
I had decided in 2015-16, I decided to like really cut off, and I was not interested in kind of even letting people know much about what you, what you were doing because for me it was okay. But at the same time, uh, it says you know when when the universe intervenes, uh, in, it tells you to do something and tells you to use technology to reach to people. So even if today I have to tell you the most. beautiful simple essence of life i will still have to use technology yeah because it's not possible for you to come from singapore or somebody to come from dubai or somebody to come from australia or uk or america and come and sit with me or i will have to travel but technology does that it kind of it's bridging the gap but it's also doing a decent amount of harm because there is so many pseudo masters there is so much of information that is there on the internet that people are reading it and the problem is that they are thinking it is true now my real uh, what do you say understanding is don't believe what i say don't believe what you read you have to experience something to really get the essence of it technology helps you uh, helps you showing a particular way this is the way you want to go but it can, it should not be telling you exactly what you will find on the way because that journey is yours so you decide how you going to use technology but again instagram facebook uh, or you call linkedin youtube these are great social media platforms these are great to uh, you know keep in touch and uh, keep your sync uh, keep yourself in sync with um, the updates in terms of awakening in terms of spirituality in terms of uh, self awareness they help you maintain uh, moving away from just the marketing in the social media there are apps there are uh, there are lot, there are things that can help you um, what do you how do you say that um, they help you maintain um, maintain balance throughout the day keep reminding you what to do can you meditate at particular time now that that brings me to something that the other day i saw um, an an a very interesting advertisement that popped up on my screen or on my feed of facebook and uh, it said i'm not sure if you've known about this goraji there is a meditation ring and i'm not sure if you uh, uh, saw the ad but i was really surprised amazed and at the same time amused i was like you are you are basically telling people to use something external to help you meditate again people who don't meditate at all maybe that's pretty helpful for them and uh, it it might help them uh, in a way that it starts their journey but will that particular technology will you not become completely um parasite or, or or won't you completely become dependent on a technology like that and you will never want to move ahead because the entire journey of spirituality is leaving things behind it is not really getting attached to something to help you become spiritual i think the whole concept really is becoming very uh, vague and it's becoming very diluted but uh, coming back to technology and spirituality i think if you use technology with uh, absolute presence of mind and being conscious about what you are doing and with um, with with a uh, with understanding of how much you're supposed to use it in balance then i think technology can really really help you uh reach your spiritual goals at least show you the path uh, otherwise it can like everything it has it's it has a rose and a thorn at the same time yeah no i completely agree with that and you know from my perspective as well i'm also very old school in a sense that you know that i write and 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 read and stuff so i i like as you said getting smells of the books and uh, you know but 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 for me i think uh, over the years i realized that you know the 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 definition of impact if you are interested into creating impact for others uh it comes from a basic requirement of your reach and observations and i think technology plays a big role in that right say for example when i started writing why just write for myself right if in and and now you know after i have written a couple of books and things like that i i get letters from people i get messages from people and i think that technology has played a very very important role to as you said to reach yes, the, of course. The absolutely absolutely 
I mean, you have the knowledge, you know. I mean, that's what I said when I started off. I was not ready to do this, but of course, my guru, my uh, my spiritual master said, "No, you cannot do that. You will have to reach out to people," and. that is why you have like you said you write and you are reaching out to people there is no point of you having something and just dying without really sharing the knowledge and technology plays a big role in that in today's modern world okay cool uh, so i will uh, you know then move on to uh, another serious question before i ask you a interesting and slightly uh, funny question uh, but the <laughs> question is <laughs> but the serious question is that you know um, uh you know today the world that we are living in you know other than being always connected and i also feel that another problem in the world and we know that the issues that are going on right now in the different parts of the world whether it is about diversity issues whether it is about um terrorism and all of that right on a very serious note uh i think the the biggest rule yeah. that uh, the stuff that plays into this is the polarization that has happened in society right so that you know it's very easy for people to judge each other in terms of their affiliations uh, whether it is gender based whether it is religion based so uh, you know i have been struggling to live with this context and pretext right because it's very it's become very increasingly difficult to have your own opinion right because either you will be judged or you will be you might be misunderstood so from uh you know i'm not sure if spiritual spirituality is something that helps into that direction but uh generally seeking your advice and saying uh what is the best way of you know finding that balance in terms of saying that okay i understand and i do believe and i do respect different kinds of differences or inequalities that that exist in the society for example but how do i make sure that i am either not opinionated or being judged right so how does one practice that and and what should we be learning to do that right because i don't want to be saying something where people just judge or perceive me to be you know uh, having a phobia for a specific religion or talking about uh, you know having a uh, uh, not having the empathy for a specific gender and so on and so forth so what should we learn that that helps us to be sort of neutral in the society mm. well uh, yes so uh, i think you know it's a very very important aspect you've touched here in terms of a question as well as your point of view on it i think spirituality uh, has spirituality has an uh, understanding of all of these things also because the whole essence so if you look at the vedic scripture so one of the things that upanishad speaks about is aham brahmasmi Mm-hmm. and uh, you know i am that i am and uh, i am everything and everything is me so when you look at that concept and when you when you understand really when we break ourselves down so if you if you are broken down into molecules and atoms and uh, what will remain is only vibration and if 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 you break me down or break anything else down we will at the end of the day be vibration will be the energy so an energy um vibration so it's not really you and me uh, if if you really go to see and when it comes to biases and uh, differentiation or polarization even when it comes to gender or religion or caste or creed i think biases is something that we are conditioned our mind is conditioned with and again when you said we judge each other when we say that who is judging is the first question that i would like to put who is judging am i judging okay if i am judging then who am i do we have that question who am i judging you do i know you are you different from i now that's another question that we need to ask now when we break even that down when we say you judge are you if you and me are the same and i'm judging you that means really i'm judging myself because i'm judging the judgment that i'm passing on you then if i am so judgmental about the way i am and we we are you know we we judge ourselves and we conditioned to judge ourselves that i should do this and i should do that and i don't want other people to judge me why would you not want other people to judge you and secondly how what what difference would it make if somebody does judge you mm-hmm. the only time is going to make a difference that to you if somebody else is judging you only and only if you are judging yourself i are you are you following what i'm saying goroji yeah that's a very interesting point of view and i think uh, 
uh, I have a realization, but of course I don't have that level of wisdom to, to, to portray or practice the way you are explaining it. But I think, uh, you know, at least my experience with life has been that when you talk about being, you know, having judgments around certain things, it's basically your own reflections that you are imposing outside, right? So you will, because every person, every person is a mirror of your being. Yeah. Every person is really there to showcase you what you have inside you. And if every person in this world uh, takes care of their judgments, takes care of their own biases, takes care of how they see, feel, treat themselves and the others, I think the entire world will naturally become in a very, they will come into a very harmonizing uh, state because everybody is going to be non-judgmental. But where does it start? Can you today just say that I'll stop being judgmental? I will stop being biased. We are biased about everything. We are biased about a conversation. We probably will, even if you and me are talking today and we'll talk again tomorrow, we'll say, no, I, yesterday's conversation was better than today or today's conversation was better than uh, the other day. Are we not judging? Are, not, are we not comparing our own conversation? So even in this, we are not really completely being present in today's conversation. Yeah. And if you're not that, and if we are kind of comparing that, I mean, some simple stuff, we are trained to be biased. If you are not, if you if you do not look at your experiences and then make decisions, we trained, you know, you have to understand with your experiences. If people are like that, they'll continue to be like that. Yeah. Do we really look at every situation, every person, every every aspect of our life just the way it is, absolutely brand new every time? Are we non-judgmental about those things? So the the charity begins at home, and you you have to start with small stuff. Literally, if you feel that you know you're saying something about somebody, can you hold your tongue and say no? Maybe this is not right. Yeah. Why should I say something about somebody or why should I even feel something about why should I be judgmental about that person who who gives me the right and who am I to actually be judgmental if you cannot if you've understood who you are then you can be whatever you want to be judgmental biased comparative but if you really do understand who you are and really understand the essence of who I am then I would not be that in the first place I would not even think of going there because everything else will dissolve. So the whole journey again, like I said, uh, may it be bias, polarization, diversity, cultural differences, religion, caste, creed, gender. If the person starts understanding, becoming aware, starts walking inward, all of these things will dissolve and eliminate. It's not going to be overnight, but every person has the responsibility of their own being. And that has to be taught. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a great advice. Um, so on that note, I wanted to move on and, you know, ask you a lighter question, which is saying that while we are <laughs> okay. talking about all of the wisdom, all of the great practices that you were talking Correct. about, and I know that you engage in various forums and things like that. You do, you do workshops and stuff mm -hmm. like that. I just wanted to see if there is any funny story that came out of all of this, right? Because some of the stuff that you talk about, I'm sure in a very interesting way, but are rather serious stuff, right? So are there any experiences where it just didn't work out? You you just fell flat, flat in terms of you're explaining a concept, you're doing an exercise that is more about spirituality and then it just didn't work out. So if there are any experiences which are, you know, on a lighter note, funny, um, feel, feel free to share that. There are many, there are so many because uh, people um, like we, like I just said, you know, we, we are so uh, filled with our own biases, they don't really see their own truth. And uh, so I'll tell you one of these instances that I had, uh, um, there was a classroom, uh, a kind of a workshop classroom that I was in. And these were really, uh, according to the age, they were far senior and they were like about 55 60 years old seniors in the class and uh, the first thing first is um, why would uh, you be teaching us about uh, wisdom so that was that was really uh, it, and this was like four five four years back mm -hmm. and I walked into the to the to the uh, into the place and I was like okay uh, I said don't judge the book by its cover you have to wait and watch and we have to see how it goes and it was very difficult for me to reach out to them because they were so 
so caged and so guarded they yeah. just did not want to listen yeah. and uh, i was it was really funny in my head because i found it very cute the way they were kind of opposing everything i said without even listening to what i was saying and uh, now just so, because you, you're relatively younger and you're rather very young uh, for the stuff that you're talking about yeah, i'm <laughs> relatively yeah i mean my physical age is, is much younger and but again you know you don't know you don't know when wisdom is nothing about the age like i said you you carry that through multiple lifetimes adi shankaracharya was said mahavira was young gautam buddha was just about in his 20s you don't know when and wh- where the wisdom is striking it's not about the physical age at all but again that's a bias that people have and um, so th- that that was really that that was funny to me and uh, so one of the gentlemen he kept on arguing about um, about how the the scriptures and the vedas were and and he kept on arguing and it was a very intellectual debate that was it was a heated debate and uh, it was very intellectual and at the end of the thing i kept on telling him something and he didn't want to listen you know bless him but whatever his path was um so he didn't listen and i and i and i i said only one thing after that i said shastra like you know your scriptures are there for you to understand things if you use your shastra as shastra if you really use your shastra as a weapon they're going to kill it's not going to help you at the end of the day so don't use them to actually kill or you know debate some on with somebody to win they're not for winning they're for understanding and uh, i really felt flat on my face that day because i really could not reach out to him but again if my internally uh, my uh, my master was saying that not everybody and that was a lesson for me that was a, that was not for him that was a lesson for me where when i came back home when i was meditating it was so funny i can't i i can't tell you guru just i came back laughing and although it was a Uh, it was this, on a serious note and my master tells me that uh, also you had a good fund in you i said yeah i mean i did not know how to reach and that's where my master said you know it's not every time that every person is supposed to learn about inner wisdom and it is okay if people don't learn you have to learn how to let go of people who do not there will be thousands of people in your life who will not agree to what you're saying because they're they're intellectual fools you have to let them be touch the people who are ready are ripe to be you know uh, who are ripe and who are wanting to fall from the tree don't try to uh, you know give fertilizers to 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 fruits who have not really even become half raw they will never take it yeah well i said okay yeah. that applies i learned that yeah that applies to most of the most of the stuff that we try to do which is relatively new Uh, and trying to break some barriers in the society well that's a great experience thanks for sharing that now we are as we are approaching towards the last few questions uh, i had one liner question which is saying okay what does one need to become a monk well i will say rather mod monk right so what's the first step other than saying leave your home what's the first step to become a monk if i want to be <laughs> <laughs> I will say if you really want to become a monk then you have to leave everything internally forget about the external just be ready to drop surrender is one thing you need to have and surrender to the divine surrender to the universe with absolute totality uh, not thinking why what don't be stuck with your emotions don't be stuck with people don't nothing when you leave you leave completely then you it just it's just the way it is wo there is a thing in hindi uh, you know kabir ka hai drop my fear audience is really understand hindi per se but jab uh, jab main tha tab hari nahi ab hari hai to main nahi yes. um so it's it's like that you know you that is one thing that you need to become completely uh, to become a monk from internal from inside is you leave everything and you you drop your pretense you drop everything you, including your thought processes including your biases including your belief systems including all of that to really being the essence of who you are so you are taking vairagya leaving everything looking at everything in one one uh one light of the divine so that is that's that sufi that saint that that is what you need to kind of pick up and for being a modern monk of course you know monkhood is, is it's there in the modern lifestyle but it's difficult for people to become um 
a mod monk or a modern monk and it is a difficult journey because the balance is very uh, it's like walking on a thin ice um but uh, if you do but you can introduce monkful bliss and that's what i say i don't i'm i always say you don't need to become a monk you don't need to give up everything the way i did or you don't need to give up everything like a sanyasi or sanyasin does you just need to take whatever they are giving and introduce that bliss in your modern life and yeah. that's what you do and then you live your life on yeah i, I think we are again talking about uh, and that's a great point about that fusion and coexistence right so you don't have to leave one thing to become the other one uh which is not everybody not everybody does need to leave for example some like me um i i need to leave leave a lot of things there will be many like me who need to leave but again that is my priority that is my destiny that is my duty but not everybody you know they can still introduce the beautiful monkful bliss in their modern lifestyle and live happily ever after if so that exists <laughs> that sounds uh really interesting and to good to be true uh hope some of us can actually practice that uh so yeah so uh, my last segment will be to ask some rapid fire questions to you but before that what is your uh you know great advice for for our listeners which are uh coming from the diverse field of you know either work or personal lives and personal biases if i would say uh, a generic advice in terms of uh, you know finding the balance and stuff that we're talking about uh, but one good advice in terms of how to lead a life in this ever connected world and uh, what should they be doing on a daily basis right uh, uh, to make this or at least um, you know try to make this life a little better in terms of um, finding out the meaning out of life for example uh i uh, i'll keep my advice very short and simple i think uh everybody should understand or at least practice um this experience that you've got to ingrain this in your heart and mind that at the end of the day remember that we are having a human experience it is not the other way around we are not human beings having spiritual experiences we are spiritual beings having a human experience and let that experience be an experience and do not live the experience you do not need to become the experience it's an experience at the end of the day when when the story is over you will have another experience and then another so you don't carry forward all those pains hurts grudges jealousy anger lust fear with every time so let it go it's an experience learn from it and move on i think that is something i i truly want to tell people also that don't become second hand people you know do not do not go blindly following uh, anyone or everything that you've been uh, or you've been told or you or you're reading spirituality if you want to include in your life it will be as simple as questioning yourself why am i doing this or is this where is it hurting or why am i feeling the joy where do i feel the joy simple questions of life when you ask yourself i think that is the beginning or that is a path of spirituality and for that you need to break the belief systems really experience experience anubhav is 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 the way to to really live the spiritual uh, life that we have i think that's what they everyone needs to do even if it's small baby steps even if you are before you sleep if they can just um look back at the day non-judgmentally with everyone involved yourself and the other people that you have connected with throughout the day just look at that day and forgive acceptance forgiveness forgiveness and love these three pillars are are very important pillars of your spiritual life when you do this when you forgive and let go when you love unconditionally yourself and the universe and and of course when you accept things just the way they are i think these three aspects if they can slowly integrate in your life slowly you know mm-hmm. in, in bits and pieces i think it will be a great way to move forward it's again it's not an instant coffee it might take a lifetime maybe two i don't know but it's better to start now than wait whenever wait and you know start at the 11th hour awesome thank you so much for that i'm ready to take my first step uh, i'm sure my some of my listeners <laughs> uh well so with that we are going to move on to our last segment that is rapid fire question i promise i'm not going to ask you very difficult questions uh but you have to are you ready um all right yeah 
Okay, so there you go. My first question is, first thing that you do in morning? I meditate, I pray. Okay, kind of people you find irritating? Uh, people who, uh, not irritating, but the people who do not really want to see uh, and, uh, sorry, the people who really uh, do not want to understand themselves and who don't want to grow, I don't find them irritating. I, f I find it very sad, uh, not irritating, sorry. So I don't find anybody irritating, but I find it sad that people do not really want to see the mirror. Cool, that was a politically correct answer. But moving with the next no. <laughs> Moving on to the next question. Tell me one thing that you do that a monk should not. Uh, nothing. I, I do everything that uh, that a spirit should. It doesn't matter. I, I don't put myself in the box of a monk or a non-monk. I am a spirit and I'm free. Awesome. Monk is just a name. It doesn't matter. Cool. So then move on to the next segment and the last segment of our rapid fire question round. Uh, Pick one of these, single or married. Uh, are you asking for me or just in general? In general. Just just say it. Single. Single. iPhone or Android? Android. <laughs> okay. Living in India or abroad? Oh, um, India. Himalayas, to be very specific. Sure. Okay. Uh, perfectly cool. Uh, I think you did fairly well on my rapid question round, and uh, I just want to. Do do I get uh, prayers and meditations? Uh, I, would you promise me that you will pray tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I will do that. I will also send you a goodie. <laughs> okay. Um, thank you so much for that. And uh, overall, I just wanted to say a very warm thank you to you for taking your time out. I think this was really really insightful, and the reason that I wanted to make sure that my listeners listen to this episode before we start the new year is that these are some of these complexities that I also go through and I know that people who are trying to find a balance between professional and personal lives in general, right? Um, even not, not even talking about uh, uh, spirituality at this point in time, but uh, in a general practice, I think there's some of these questions were really, really relevant and I hope that listeners will also find so. So I am uh, truly grateful for your time and uh, thank you so much for taking this time and having a very candid conversation with me. Thank you. Thank you so much, Karuji. I'm glad to be a part of this and uh, I wish all your listeners, you, everyone a very, very prosperous new year. May the new year be uh, bright and uh, may you find your guiding light within. Thank you so much. Same to you. Thank you so much. Okay, so that was Mod Monk Anshul talking about living a fulfilling life and maintaining sanity in the always connected and constantly updating world. With that, I will be back next week with a new episode and a new guest and an interesting new topic. Till then, stay tuned to the Untuned Podcast. This is your host, Gaurav.